When it comes to learning the stock market or anything for that matter, you're going to encounter some negative people, but it's important that you understand the four pillars of learning when you go from learning nothing to going to be a master at that industry. You have to be aware of the people that you're going to encounter on that journey, as well as the different phases that you're going to be in as you go to mastery. And that's what I'm breaking down for you in this episode. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Money, Markets, and Mindset Podcast, where it's all about learning how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it. And now your host, stock market coach and options trader, Jason Brown. Hey, what's up, everybody? Jason Brown here. Welcome to the Money, Markets, and Mindset Podcast. And man, do I have a story for you today. So check it out. Uh, I was invited to speak to a company and it was a very interesting dynamic. They invited me in to talk about investing in the stock market. And I I won't name the company because I'm not trying to throw uh, anyone under the bus here. But let's just say it was a very interesting time as we got about halfway uh, through the presentation. We had one of their employees, which was very interesting, uh, say, you know, uh, I call BS on what you're teaching. And he actually used the actual words, not BS. So I was a little shocked that uh, this person used profanity. And so what it what it what it made me think about and realize is that there there's four types of people in this world and there's the four pillars of learning. uh, And I'm going to apply that to how you learn the stock market. And what I want you to think about as we dive into this episode, I'm going to break down the four pillars of learning and then the four types of people that are in those quadrants. And I want you to identify yourself and figure out who are you in this process. And the good news is you can graduate and move up through this process. But There's a couple places that you don't want to stay for long, because if you do, you end up being a negative Nancy. You end up having a broke or a poor mindset and you just end up downright miserable uh, and skeptical every time someone tries to teach you something new. So I want to dive into these four and I'm going to, you know, tie back into that story uh, of the gentleman who just jumped up and yelled out. um, I call BS on what you're teaching and really think about you know, what What was he really feeling and what was he really doing? In my opinion, he was raising his hand and saying, hey, this is what quadrant I fit in. So let's dive into the four quadrants. Let's talk about those. And again, I want you to identify which one do you see yourself in? And I want you to also think about which one are your friends, your peers, your coworkers in? Because once you get this, you'll realize where you should be spending your time or should I say who you should be spending your time with. So let's dive into it. The four pillars of learning. If you've never heard this before, I've talked about this in other places. I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast. And again, if I have, it's worth talking about uh, one more time. And so the four pillars of learning, the first pillar is unconscious incompetent. That just simply means uh, you don't know what you don't know. You're unconscious, you're incompetent, which means you, you just don't even know something exists. 
And that's where some people are. Some, you know, you, some people don't even understand that there is a stock market out there. Some people don't even understand or realize that it exists a place where you can go and buy ownership into companies that you did not start. And you can also participate in the profit, in the management decisions, uh, all of those things through voting, of course. Uh, that you can participate in some of the decisions, but some people don't even realize that that is a thing and that's called unconscious incompetence. So I'm going to walk you through all four, then I'm going to break them down. The second level of learning. So once you go from unconscious, you don't know what you don't know. The next level is conscious incompetent, which means you know that there is something that you don't know. You are conscious incompetent. You are conscious and aware that I don't know this. You ever heard someone saying, I know that it exists. I just don't know how it works, uh, how it works. I know some people do it. So you're conscious. You're aware that there is something out there that you don't know about. Then there's conscious competent, which means you know that you know. You just have to think about it. Uh, you, you don't execute on auto, autopilot. It's not second nature. You think about, you know, the Michael Jordans, the Tiger Woods, they just swing the golf club. They don't necessarily get out there, have to think about their stance too much. Think about where they're shooting or throwing the ball. They just it just kicks in. It's something they've practiced um, and, and they don't have to think about it. But you may still have to think about it because you're still learning the game. So that's conscious and conscious competent. Now, the fourth level is unconscious competence. So bringing it back to the Michael Jordan, to Tiger Woods, when it's in a crunch or fourth quarter down to the last hole, they they just kick in with their skills. They just do what they've been doing in practice. They do what they've been doing their entire life. So they know what they know and they don't have to think about it. It is second nature at that level. So just to recap, Unconscious incompetent, you don't know what you don't know. Conscious incompetent, you know that there is something you don't know. You're aware. And then conscious competent means you're conscious and you're competent, but that conscious portion means you have to think about it before you execute. And then unconscious competence, which means it's second nature. I've been doing this for a while. I don't really have to put much thought behind it. I just execute and make it happen. So let's talk about the first pillar. This is where the young man from the seminar uh, was at. He was in the first pillar, and that is unconscious incompetent. And the characteristics of an unconscious incompetent person can be somewhat scary because these people are unaware because they're unaware or they don't believe people make this kind of money. They don't believe anyone can profit from the stock market. Again, I'm bringing this all related to the stock market, but it applies to many different other industries. And so this person's unaware and because they're unaware, typically their nature is skeptical. So when I'm teaching in front of the, the, the most recent class that I taught and, and they invited me, by the way, and the person jumps up and yells, uh, I think this is BS. I don't think it, it really works. What that person is really saying, so you can get a, you can get uh, offended and you can get defensive or you can stick, take a step back and say, where is this really coming from? And what what that person's really saying is I'm skeptical. 
I don't believe people make this type of money. I'm cynical. If it was that simple, wouldn't everybody be doing it? Or, or people say stuff like, uh, if you were making so much money at it, why would you be teaching it? Which to me has always been the most ignorant question to ask. It's like, well, who do you want up here teaching it? Somebody not making money? So I've, I've never really understood why someone would ask that question. Like, if you were so good at it, why are you teaching it? Well, how about I bring up somebody that's horrible at it and, and, and you learn from them? So it's just uh, you have to understand where are these people coming from? And they're typically they're just skeptical. They're cynical and they doubt and they also have friends that don't believe. So these are the people that go to their circle of friends and be like, ha, ha, ha. This guy thinks he can make money in the stock market. Or when you go and tell them like, hey, I'm thinking about learning about how to trade or invest in the market. These are the people that get one or two or three people to kind of turn against you because typically they don't want to see you leave the group. They don't want to see you make money outside of going to work. They don't want to see you break away and try something different because typically when you do, it puts a spotlight on the fact that they're not doing something different. It puts a spotlight on the fact that they may not be happy wherever they are at in their life. And this just doesn't apply to the stock market. This is just in anything in life. You try to lose weight. Uh, you know, if you're hanging out with a bunch of bachelors and players and you go you get married, they like, oh, that life is boring. Uh, go home to your wife or your husband. You know, there's always this group as you start to transition through these different levels uh, of people that are non-believers, they're skeptical, they're unaware, they're cynical, they doubt, uh, they typically try to hold you back or at least make you second guess, is this something that you really want to go after? And it's important to understand that these people are in your life as friends, as co-workers, unfortunately, sometimes they're in your life as your spouse. And it's important to understand that they're in your life because once you encounter them, you typically have a choice. Do I go back to doing what I've always done or do I push through and prove them wrong or prove to myself that I'm a adult and I can make my own educated decisions and that I'm going to go in a new uh, new direction? So if you're in the unconscious incompetent I want you to think about if you are that person, I want you to think about, you know, do I have a reason to be skeptical? Do I have a reason to be cynical? Do I have a reason to doubt or, or, or should I be open in my mind and listening and maybe entertaining the thought that perhaps someone else knows something that I don't know? Perhaps someone else has mastered a skill that I have not mastered and only you can make that decision if you're going to open your mind and learn something new. If you are the unconscious, incompetent person, um, I remember this story about when the first franchises started getting going back in the day, like McDonald's and different things like that. I remember hearing that people were skeptical and saying, that's a scam. Um, how can you buy a business system and, and you don't own the company that you didn't start and you pay a royalty for using their system? That stuff don't work. But it's like anything in life when there's something new and typically when there's money involved, people are uh, you've always been taught it's too is too good to be true than it probably is. And I think in some cases. That's the truth. But I think in more cases, 
the reality is your mindset should be let me go find out if it's too good to be true. I think we make the mistake of just shutting it down at the door without investigating. We come in just saying, yep, too good to be true. Uh, Nobody's doing that. Let's move on to uh, the second person, which is conscious incompetent. So this person is aware that there's something that they don't know, um, but they are aware that it's possible. They're like, ah, you know, I got a friend that's making money in the stock market or I have a family member or I've heard of people named Warren Buffett before. So uh, you're aware that it's possible. You're conscious. But the incompetent part is you don't know how it works. You don't know how to make it work for you. And typically in this stage, this is where you begin your search. This is where you go to YouTube and maybe you've watched one of my free videos or somebody else's free videos. This is where you're starting to listen to podcasts. This is where you, you know, maybe you're taking a Dave Ramsey, how to get out of debt course. And once you get out of debt, you're like, I'm going to start investing because I know it's possible. I know people do it, but maybe you're not ready to dive in completely. Maybe you're not ready to buy a premium course or hire a coach, but you're aware that it's possible and you're beginning your search. Uh, But you're just unsure if it can work for you. And in this stage, it's to me, this is one of the best stages to be in as a beginner starting out because you're not unconscious incompetent, meaning you're not just unaware. You are aware of what's going on in the world and what's available for you financially and what's available for you as far as opportunity. So you're aware you're just incompetent to how does it work? And so that just simply means you're open minded. You're open to hearing different perspectives. You're open to researching. Hmm, do I day trade? Do I invest more in my 401k? Do I swing trade? Do I learn options? Do I do I do not do anything with stock market? Maybe I invest in real estate. You're aware that people invest, period, and they make money. You just don't have all the pieces, all the nuts and bolts for you to make it work for yourself. And the most important thing you can do at this stage is start to consume the free content. Start to take the free online webinars, the free trainings. Like we have a free training on uh, called Stock Market Secrets, which teaches you uh, the four secrets or so that you know are not taught in school. We have a, a free training called uh, How to Power Up Your Trades with Options. And so those free webinars and free trainings is what will start to satisfy your curiosity. And you start to say, hmm, I've heard this before. Okay, oh, this is what they meant by uh, researching the stock or buying an option or controlling the, the stock versus owning it. You'll start to get familiar with those terms. But at this level, if you were to dive into the deep end of the pool, this is the level where you would start to make some mistakes. Maybe you lose a little bit of money because you're starting to get some experience. But the point is, at this level, you're not an expert yet. And I think what happens is sometimes at this level, you can get caught up in, see, I knew that this doesn't work. Or your friends could be like, I told you not to try that. See, you lost $100 or something. But what you don't realize is I'm only at phase two. I'm just learning. I just took a free course. Uh, You may even be confused. Well, this guy says do this and this guy says do this. And someone says, well, that's why uh, I I don't want to learn that stuff because everybody says something different. So you have to be aware of the negative voices, whether it's your own 
or whether it's your friends or your peers that you'll hear at this level. But you also have to be aware that this is the level where you will make mistakes. This is the level where you might be confused because you are researching different styles and different opinions. What's important is for you to start to dissect what your goals are and start to see which methodology, which training, which process aligns with your goals. Let me give you an example. When I got into this industry, I used to be a day trader. But as I matured in this industry, I realized if I'm sitting in front of a computer every day for eight hours trying to find a day trade, I'm in and out, I'm in and out every single day. I realized that I didn't have the freedom that this industry offers. I couldn't be off uh, on a vacation or spending time with my, you know, my newborn daughter because it's like I got to go in and go into the office and look at a stock trade every single day because I'm day trading. So even though that that was cool when I was back in college because I just wanted to make some quick money. That wasn't the lifestyle I wanted long term, which is why I no longer day trade. And so my point is, you may hear someone saying day trading is the way to go. Get in and make 50 cents a day. And then you may hear someone like me say, "Mm, I like the option trade. And most of my trades are two to three months out because I don't want to watch it every single day. I'd rather go off, live my life, spend time with my wife, spend time with my daughter. And so I choose to trade or invest this way. You may hear someone who's 70 or 80 years old say, I only buy dividend stocks. I can't at my age, at at the 70 or 80 year old age, they can't take the up and down fluctuations of high tech stocks. And so they don't like tech stocks. Maybe they don't like options. They definitely don't like day trading because they don't want to be in front of a computer at 70 or 80 years old. They just kind of want to get a dividend check maybe every month and just ride this thing out until the good Lord calls them home. My point is you have to sit down and say, what are my goals? And then as you're searching and listening to the free content, you can start to see who you align with because their message, their terminology, their goals, and their trading style aligns with the goals that you have and the things that you're trying to do in life from a, not just a money perspective, but from a time and a lifestyle perspective as well. And so it's not just good enough for you to say, I want to make some extra money in the stock market. But how do you want to be day trading, watching it every day? Do you want to trade options and uh, you know, do what we do, get high returns, but not necessarily look at it every day. But sometimes um, the market is volatile, so it could be up and down, you know, one day. Do you want to do dividends, a slow growth? Uh, do you just want to contribute to your 401k and let your employer match it and just get some basic regular returns, but you're getting your match um, every month? You know, those are all different combinations. There is no right or wrong. There's only having a game plan or not having a game plan for making money in this industry. Now, let's talk about pillar number three, the third pillar of learning, and that's conscious competent. At this level, you're willing to try, you're actively searching for solutions. You're you're past the conscious incompetent where, you know, you... You heard about it and you, you, you know, but you don't know how it works. You're saying, hey, I tried it. Maybe you had a little bit of success. Now you may be ready for premium software. Maybe you're ready for premium courses. Maybe you just want the shortcuts. So people, you know, one of the questions people ask is, I talked about this earlier, you know, why do 
people who, uh, if they're making money in this, why are they teaching? Well, we're sharing our shortcuts with you, right? We're like, hey, I've been where you've been. I've lost money. I've paid for somebody else's courses, maybe. I've put 10, 15 years of making money, losing money into this. Now I can share with you my shortcut. That's why I'm teaching. If you don't want my shortcut, then take the long route. You know, go at this by yourself. See if you can figure it out. But most smart people say, okay, I don't have to make the same mistakes. How can I hook my uh, caboose up to someone else's train and go along for the ride and and maybe learn from their mistakes, get coached, get mentored, different things like that. So at this level, you typically uh, you understand what to do. You have to think before taking action. You may have to refer uh, to some notes, but this is the level where you're okay with paying for information. This is the level where uh, it's not just about does it work. How does I? How do I make it work better? How do I make it work faster? Right? Maybe you're making a hundred dollars, but these guys over here are making a thousand dollars. You're like it's working, but how do I speed up? Or, or should I say, how do I make it work better? Because they're making better money, and then. Maybe you take six months to make $100. They're making $1,000 a month with maybe the same type of investment account. So you're like, not only are they getting better returns, they're getting faster returns. And so this is the level where uh, when you're open to coaching or additional training, that is what you are looking for, how to do it better, how to do it faster. But the thing you have to look out for is at this level, impatience may kick in. Because maybe uh, it's not going as fast as you like. And so uh, what some people do is they they deviate from the plan. It's working, but it's not working as fast. And so they say, I'm going to go do something else. But the problem with that is you start way back at the bottom of the ladder again. You're like, okay, what else is out there that I can make money from? So now you go all the way back down to be an unconscious incompetent. Now you switch over and say, maybe it's real estate. Now you're conscious and competent. I know real estate works, but I don't know how it works for me. And now you have to dabble in it, go through the whole process of watching free videos and maybe trying your hand at it all the way to get yourself back to conscious competence. And I don't think we talk about that enough is that every time you give up, every time you switch industries or sectors, you almost go back, depending on if you have any knowledge of that sector, you typically go back down to the bottom of the ladder. And that's why pillar three is important because it's not about giving up. It's not about being impatient, although that starts to kick in. So I want to warn you at that level, uh, you're like, I've been at this for one year or two years and it's not working uh, like I thought. But when you look at anybody who's had any success over a long period of time, typically most businesses do what? They fail in the first five years. And it's not until you make it past the fifth year that typically businesses start to see success. Or I believe in Malcolm Gladwell's book called The Outliers, he talks about 10,000 hours. It takes 10,000 hours to actually master your craft. It takes 10,000 hours to become an expert. And so at this level, you may only have a thousand hours in and you're starting to get impatient. You're starting to think, should I deviate from this plan? Is it really worth it? But this is where you need to hunker down and say, I'm close. I'm only 9,000 hours away. It's only been six months. 
If I can get a thousand hours in in six months, then at the end of the year, I'd have 2000 hours in, which means what? In about five years, I'll be an expert. I'll be a professional uh, at this industry. But the key here is to seek out those or seek out methods that are an improved version of yours. Seek out people who are doing it better, maybe faster than you. Learn from them and then stick into the plan. Don't let that impatience kick you out of the game. Don't let the temptation to uh, shiny object syndrome deviate you and make you start back at the bottom of the ladder again. The, the, the way that this looks like, again, in the stock market, and we'll move on to the fourth one, is You've already set your goals. You already found out this is the way you're going to trade. Then someone taps you on the shoulder and says, you should do Forex. And you're like, maybe I should learn Forex. And then you switch. Then you go over to Forex. If someone taps you on your shoulder and say, what? You should trade penny stocks. And then you switch again. And then someone taps you on your shoulder and say, penny stocks? No, 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 no. Get in on this cryptocurrency, right? And so there is a difference between looking for other methods in coaches that support what you're already doing, right? Helping you do it better. And then there's an unhealthy balance of, I'm just going to keep switching industries, switching sectors, switching styles. I'm going to go from real estate, more from stock market to the real estate. Okay. I'm not doing real estate anymore. I'm going to go open up a used car lot. Okay. I'm not doing a used car lot. I'm going to see if I can open up a lemonade stand. Okay. Lemonade stand doesn't work. How much does a McDonald's cost, right? There is an unhealthy version of switching and looking for faster and better vehicles. All right. And then there's a healthy version of saying, how do I make this work faster and make this work better? Let's talk about the fourth pillar. The fourth pillar is unconscious competence. And at this level, you've had some success. You're confident. This is the level of mastery. This is where things become routine or second nature. I was telling someone the other day, I'm not sure who it was, but I said, my my account can be, I was talking to my buddy, Mark Stingle. I said, one day my account's down 100,000. Next day, my account's up 100,000. One day it's down 200,000. Literally, next day it's up 200,000. And I share that with you. This has nothing to do with me or bragging. I'm just saying you get to a point where it's routine or second nature to not be emotional about the stock market. It's routine. You know the stock market goes up, it goes down, right? Warren Buffett's probably up a million in one day and down a million in the same day. He doesn't panic. He doesn't get nervous. He's done this time and time again, over and over again. This is a level of mastery. It's just routine. It's second nature. You don't think. You just execute. You're not as emotional. If you lose money, it doesn't all of a sudden mean, I knew this didn't work for me. I don't know why I traded. You're not, you're not as emotional as you are when you're just starting out. You're like, this is just part of of the game. You win some, you lose some at the end of the day or the month, week, year, or the end of a decade. You just want to make sure that you're net positive. Like, hey, I know I'm going to lose a couple hundred. I know I'm going to make a couple thousand. At the end of the day, we take the losses of a couple hundred with the gains of a couple thousand, and we want to be net positive. 
The problem is most people don't stick in the game long enough to get to this level. Most people don't see this thing through to get to the unconscious competent level, which is the level of mastery. But we all want the results of this level. We all want the results. We all want the championship ring, but we don't want to be LeBron and play for a losing team for so many years, then have to switch and go to Miami, get his jersey burned, have people talk about him, and then come back and win one for Cleveland. We don't want to go through all that. We just want to come out our rookie year, come right out of high school, and the first team we join, we just win uh, an NBA championship. Now, if you don't follow basketball, hey, that analogy just went right over your head. But the point is, most people want to get a four-year degree in the first year. You come into college the first year, and you like it wouldn't. It would never make sense if you went into college where it takes four years to get a degree, you would never go in there and say, if I don't get this degree in year one, this college stuff don't work. I want my money back. Or, uh, you know, I don't know why I signed up for college if I don't get a degree in year one. You would never do that. In fact, in year two or year three, if you fail one or two classes, you don't just drop out of college. You don't just say, you know what? I got three years in, I got 20 credits left, but I just flunked geometry or trigonometry and I'm going to have to take it again next semester. I knew this college thing didn't work. I'm, I'm going to shut it down. No. What do you do? You hire a tutor, right? You stay after hours meeting with the professor. Where am I getting this wrong? What am I not seeing? How come I didn't pass the class? Okay. How much more do I have to study and put into this? Um, maybe I got to turn off the TV. I can't go out as much. You start to figure out and dissect the problem and what you need to get over the hump to get that degree. And this industry and any other industry is no different. You're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to move up through the ranks of unconscious incompetent to conscious incompetent to conscious competent. And then you're going to really have to kick in the gear and make sure you know what you know to reach the level of unconscious competent. And the funny thing about the fourth and final level of mastery is the one thing that you can't substitute to get there is time. You only become a master over time from doing something over and over again over a long, sustained period of time. And most People won't stick with it long enough to get their 10,000 hours in to get to the level of mastery where you just invest and you don't think about it. You just invest and you're not as emotional about it. You win some, you lose some, you don't get too high on the highs and you don't get uh, too low on the lows. And so as we wrap up this episode, I really encourage you to think about where you at in this in this, you know, hierarchy of learning. Are you unconscious and competent? I mean, you're just you're just ignorant. What is this guy talking about on the microphone? Let me go to the next channel. That's unconscious and competent. You don't even know this podcast exists. You don't even know the stock market exists. And then there's the conscious and competent. You're like, I hear him. I've seen some of his trades. I've heard some of his students. I've heard other people making money from the stock market. I just don't know how it works for those people. Sign up for the free webinar, sign up for stock market secrets, sign up for how to trade options webinar, the conscious, competent person. 
you're making money. Maybe you tried it. Maybe you're having some success paper trading. Maybe you made money and lost money. You're just breaking even. It's time for you to get serious about your investing. Consider joining Power Trades University. Consider hiring uh, a coach. Considering paying for some courses so that you can figure out what are the small tweaks that you need to make to get to the next level. And if you're at the unconscious competent level or you aspire to be there, number one, you only get there by doing and by mastering your craft. Number two, you only stay there or get to that spot as well by putting in the hours. You don't get there by deviating and keep switching industries and keep switching tactics and keep switching things. And so even at this level, it's important to be surrounded by community. It's important to have a coach. It's important to have accountability so that you can stay at that level. It's important that there's people telling you don't get too cocky, take profits when things are up. Don't feel like you can't be beaten because that's when you get knocked down at that level when you feel like I got this. I don't need anybody. I can do this on my own. And so after listening to this episode, I love for you to take a picture or a screenshot on your phone. Tag me on Instagram. I'm at Brown Report on Instagram. That's the at symbol, the word Brown Report. Or feel like send us an email if you're not on Instagram. But I'd love to know, number one, where you fall at uh, in this hierarchy of learning. And number two, what are you going to do to move yourself up through the ranks? So I'm Jason Brown with the Brown Report, and this is the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. To learn more about how to have your money work for you inside the stock market, visit www.thebrownreport.com.